Experience matters with a lot of things in life and investing is no different. However, sometimes our experience can cause us to overlook things we should always consider. Yep, even experienced investors sometimes make rookie mistakes. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Well, glad to have you back on My Retirement Clarity. I am Ben George, and he's Lee Perkins, owner and financial advisor at JL Perkins Wealth Management Macon. They got a good show today. I mean, it, we, we're talking about investors and the mistakes they make. You know, even for people that are have been doing this a while, and I'm sure you see this, there's still some some easy mistakes that people can avoid that they often get, get uh, stuck with. Yeah, I think people just get complacent. You know, maybe we've done it so long, but some of the, the same things that we've done in the past, maybe they don't work anymore. We just, we just like I say, get a little bit lax and maybe things aren't as dialed in as, as they should be. Well, I, I got to, before you jump into this today, got to congratulate you on another national championship. The first time we've talked since the uh, the drubbing that took yeah. place. I don't think I've seen anything like that. And I, I definitely did not expect to see anything like that in the national championship. Man, it, it was it was not as, of course, nearly as exciting of a game as the semifinal game against Ohio State. But man, Georgia came ready to play against TCU and Man, I just think TCU was was overwhelmed. They probably spent all their gas getting there, and man, I think that is what a almost a perfect, perfectly played football game looks like. And, and of course, I think TCU was a little bit of a of an inferior opponent. I don't mm-hmm. think Georgia would have um, had that same outcome against your your uh, Alabama team, but yeah. You know. We'll never this know year, this they, year. <laughs> yeah, we won't know. So we'll see how it goes next year. I mean, both schools, Bama and Georgia, are loading up on on talent as as they always do. And you know, we'll we'll see if Kirby can pull off the the three peat. I'm curious if you'll agree with this. I always thought, you know, as an Alabama fan, we had a couple of of playoff and championship games that weren't close. Right, that we uh, were in a great position and and felt pretty good at halftime. It's a great feeling as a fan of that team, right? I know the rest of college football is saying, oh, what an awful game. I didn't enjoy it. But as a fan, when you don't have to worry about the championship oh, yeah. game, it's there's no better feeling. No doubt. I, I couldn't have done another game like the Ohio State game where you're, you know, your <laughs> stomach's just in knots the whole game. You know, probably, you know, midway through the first quarter and, and after the end of the first quarter, I felt good about it. Yeah, it was a great feeling. I know the national, um, you know, People all over the country thought it was probably a terrible game and didn't enjoy it. And a lot, and the, I think the ratings show that a lot of people turned the turned the channel early on. But hey, as a a diehard Georgia fan, I thought it was one of the greatest football games ever. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Well, congratulations again. Yeah. Great start. Well, to thank the year. you. And it's hard to go back to back. It's only happened a few times. So definitely yep. elite company there. Yep. All right, we'll jump in today on our our conversation i'll remind you too if you have questions for lee and his team over jail perkins wealth management just go to talkwithlee.com you can schedule a meeting there it's a very easy way to get on lee's calendar again talkwithlee.com all right so again uh, if you've been saving or investing for a long time you know you probably feel pretty comfortable as lee mentioned maybe a little complacent at times and that's why it's easy to make these rookie mistakes we want to talk about so we're going to cover these uh kind of illustrate maybe how to avoid them or how to fix them if you've actually made some of these mistakes uh, so far in your financial life. So 
begin with uh, with our first one on the list here, Lee, is investments with no purpose. I know it's easy to kind of chase some things that may be popular at times, but without a purpose, you know, how good are your investments? Yeah, I think this becomes a big problem for a lot of people. And, and mainly when I see this is when somebody has received some type of hot stock tip uh, at some point in the past, and maybe it was a unknown uh, technology company or or maybe a, a well-known company that's got some kind of idea or something that's supposed to happen that's going to make that company really take off. The problem with this is that, you know, we sort of hold out so much hope that sometimes we're, we're blinded to the reality that, that this thing may not actually perform. Um, and, and because of this, sometimes we're just blind to the reality that it is, it's not going anywhere. And we'd have probably been a little bit better off just putting our money in a diversified portfolio instead of just sort of putting all our money into this one company that we hope might take off. And I think we, you know, we saw a lot of this back during the, the dot-com era. Um, but more recently, there's, of course, every once in a while I hear about drug companies that people want to put all their money in because of of this one drug that they have coming out that's supposed to do something sort of miraculous. But many times that, you know, they, they never get FDA approval or whatever patent there has to be to, to move, to move forward. Uh, or maybe some other company beats them to the market with, with the idea. But so to me, it's just a simple sort of a reminder that it's, it's so easy for us to chase shining objects. Um, and I think we're probably all guilty of it to some point. We like quick wins. I mean, we live in this microwave society and, and patience is the one thing I think that's lacking with many investors. Um, but I think, and we've talked about Warren Buffett on this show a lot of times, I think if you could have 10 minutes with, with him, he would tell you that one of the major things that you have to do as a, to be a successful investor is be patient. Um, so don't underestimate the importance of having a long-term strategy. I mean, if you want to go chase shiny objects and go go for the big win, that's fine. Just make sure you're prepared to lose that portion of your money. And if you want to gamble with five or 10, maybe even 15% of your money in something like this, you, you can do that, but just know that it could go away very, very quickly. Yeah. You got to have purpose for what you're doing and, and intent with everything that you uh, decide to do with your money and your investment strategy. And again, as we mentioned, a long-term view and perspective is so, so crucial for retirement success. All right. Not understanding risk is another rookie mistake that uh, investors will often make. Yeah. And, and I could probably piggyback from the, the previous topic that we just talked about, uh, about shining, uh, chasing shiny objects. Um, like I said earlier, we, we may not know how much risk a, a shiny object has, but you know, it's also not easy to know for us to know how much risk is in just our normal portfolios. And I think this is really many times because we don't take the time to look into it. Uh, and this could be for a lot of reasons. Sometimes maybe we just don't want to know, but sometimes we may not have any idea on how to determine the amount of risk that we're carrying right now. You know, and, and certainly there I think there's a, a big segment of the population that, that has probably been misled about how much risk a particular investment has. Um, it, it sort of aggravates me, Ben, when I hear people tell me that they've got a, a variable annuity, but they're not subject to any market risk So, because they're guaranteed to get some certain return every single year. Um, and of course, this gives them some, some type of comfort, uh, but 
I always tell people you can lose your money in a variable annuity, and that's why that's why I don't sell these things. Um, so I've mentioned before on the show we we use a couple of different softwares, but one of them in particular can help us analyze exactly how much risk somebody's taking inside of their portfolio. And I'll tell you, it's not very often been that the amount of risk that somebody is taking actually aligns with how much risk that that they want. So it's hmm. it's really really important to get it right to start off with. Another thing that I hear people talking about all the time is how, you know, be, well, they're, they're diversified. Um, and, and they say, well, diversification gets rid of risk. But this, this really isn't always the case. And some people honestly aren't as diversified as they think. And so here's what I'm talking about this. Let's say somebody's got four stocks or four mutual funds or whatever it is if these funds or these companies are all tied to the same sector meaning you know they're all technology stocks or they're healthcare stocks or funds or whatever it is you know that they can produce a, a big return if things are good in that industry but mm-hmm. you know you're kind of you're not as diversified as you as you might think that you are just because you're spread out among a couple of different funds. So you want to make sure you've got sector diversification. You don't want everything performing poorly uh, at the same time. And that's why a properly diversified portfolio is going to have things in all different kinds of industries. So when one thing is doing bad, maybe there's something else doing good that can offset it. And so, you know, I would guess there's probably somebody out there listening right now who has zero clue how much risk they're taking. And and Ben, I would tell for any of these folks, we can do a portfolio analysis where we can enter your holdings um, into our system and we can tell you exactly how much risk you're taking. We can show you how your portfolio is likely to behave if a market crash happens again. We can show you what happens if a financial crisis happens again. But more importantly, we can, we can help them diversify in a way that's going to give them a of a really good chance of long-term success without having to worry about if they're in the right place or not. So if you want to do that, reach out to us. Um, and I, maybe Ben, this is a good time for, for you to tell folks about our how to, how they can connect with me at the, the Talk With Lee number. Yeah, talk or, with or Lee dot, yeah, talkwithlee.com is the best place to start if you want to schedule a meeting. And when I hear you talk about you know the diversification and having the different buckets also, like the, one of the first things I think about are taxes. And you know I, I think about the book offer too. I think there's a perfect time to kind of hit that because you know when you're talking about looking ahead and that long-term view towards retirement, you got to be thinking about taxes. Yeah. And, and I talk, you know, we talk about investment diversification all the time. Mm-hmm. Tax diversification is equally important. You know, you've got tax me now money, tax me later money, tax me never money. So it's a, it's a concept we talk about in, in the book, uh, Diffuse. And so if you want a copy of that book, and we still have people text every single week that are listening to the podcast as more and more people find us, text the word Diffuse to 478 478- Four seven five two zero five zero. Now, once you text that word to that number, you're going to get a link back. You click on that link and then just enter your information and we'll get that book out to you at no charge. I love it. Take advantage of that. I know we've had some good feedback on that book as well. So a great place to kind of start thinking about the tax conversation and maybe checking off some things that you need to tackle with your plan. All right. Continuing on some rookie mistakes that people make emotional decision-making Lee. I know right now, I think a lot of people are struggling with the emotion of the market going up and down and what we've seen the last couple of years, but you got to keep in mind that you can't let emotions drive the decisions you're making. 
Exactly. And this is one of my favorite topics. And, and we talk about this frequently on the show. Emotions are simply one of the, the major causes for investment failure for, for a lot of people. Our, our emotions, they get the best of us because our mind, it just plays tricks on us. It, it really does. I, I can't tell you how many times I've taken a phone call from somebody asking me if now is a good time to, to sell everything. I mean, just last week I had I had somebody email me and say, hey, is this a good time to sell my stocks? And their angle was because they don't like the direction that the country is heading. So I, I get that. I understand the concern and, and their sentiment there. The news tells us every single day that our country is terrible and, and we've got no chance of, of getting out of whatever mess that they tell us that we're in. But the, the truth is we live in the, the greatest country in the world. Sure, there's a lot of people concerned about the general direction that we're in right now. And honestly, that, that's got everything to do with who's in, the, who's in the office in the White House right now. But you know what? When that guy's out of office and the next guy comes in, well, now half the people are going to be optimistic and the other half are going to be pessimistic. But you know what hadn't changed, Ben? The, the markets. Markets are efficient. Mm-hmm. They go up and go down over time. They've seen good presidents. They've seen bad presidents. And so just because we're in a period of time right now where it seems in our minds that, that the market declines every single day, uh, we, you know, this makes us think that our accounts are going to go to zero and we're going to lose all our money. And, and unless you're in one company like we talked about before, there's very, very little chance that, that your accounts are going to go to zero. But our minds tell us that that's the end game. So, you know, it's, instead of asking the question, is now a good time to sell stocks? Honestly, I think everybody deep down knows the answer to that question. No, it's not a good time to sell stocks because the market's down. Maybe we should, you should ask yourself if it's a good time to buy stocks because you want to buy equities when values are depressed and you want to sell equities when the values have appreciated. You know, it, it's as simple as, buy low and sell high, but our minds tell us that we need to do the opposite, which is buy high and sell low. So it's just what happens, Ben, because we are emotional people. And and that's honestly why I don't think most people should manage their own money because they're they're too closely connected to it. And, and emotions can make you make bad decisions. Hey folks, Lee Perkins here. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, You know how much I hate taxes, and I know you probably do too. Our politicians are completely out of control. Their spending is off the chart, and you've got to be prepared for increasing taxes in the future. So we've written a book called Diffuse, Seven Steps to Protecting Your 401k or IRA from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. You're going to want to grab a copy of this book and learn how you can protect yourself. Then you'll have to decide if you want to take action right now or if you'd rather wait until the IRS changes the rules of the game. Either way, the choice is yours. To get a free copy of the book, just text the word DEFUSE to 478-475-2050. That's D-E-F-U-S-E to 478-475-2050. And we'll send you a free copy. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. All right. You kind of hit this one earlier, Lee. Hot tips. Uh, I think this is something that even somebody that's been in it's doing it for for decades investing it's still hard to get that temptation when somebody has that hot tip for you that just sounds so perfect so hard to just turn that down and ignore it exactly and and i always seem to reference you know 
a golfing buddy or or a, a brother-in-law. And and I don't want to disparage golfers or brother-in-laws because I guess technically I, I am a golfer, even though I'm not very good, and I am a brother-in-law. So, <laughs> But all joking aside, the problem with this is that for every person that gives you uh, some type of stock tip, they usually support that tip with with how well they've done with with this you know company and how they've just made a killing it's usually a half truth and here's what i'm talking about when somebody gives you one of these tips and they tell you how much money they've made it's rare like meaning it it never happens that they're going to also tell you about another company or fund that they bought that that simply tanked um, and they lost a bunch of money and they're only going to tell you about the wins and, and not the losses because it's natural that we share, you know, we only share what people want to hear. And just last weekend being, a, and I hadn't told you this, Walker, my son and I were, were playing golf. Um, he got a hole in one oh, on, on a par three. It, it was, awesome. it was awesome. Um, so of course this is all we talked about. Um, <laughs> but nobody has asked and we haven't bothered to share that the whole before he got he got a triple bogey, um, and and really at, at this point he's not he's not very good. Um, neither am I, but he got a hole in one, and that's what we're talking about. And so for some people, they hear that that he got a hole in one, and, and they think, man, he must be a really good golfer. But the truth is, he's he's not. He he got lucky. Now he's still learning. Um, he's got a lot of potential to be a really good golfer because he has a great golfer body because he's about six four. 205. I mean, you know, he doesn't, he's not built like his dad, um, but he just got lucky, just like a lot of people do when they're picking stocks. So, yeah, if you see Walker, ask him, you know, about his hole in one, but also ask him what he did the four holes before that hole in one, because we only played five holes and the, and it got dark and he got the hole in one on number five. He was probably seven, seven over on the first four holes, you know, yeah. so. That's like when I finish around, I'm like, yeah, three birdies today. Well, I had four doubles and six bogeys, so I shot 88, but exactly. <laughs> three birdies, yeah. that's all I'm going to tell you about. Yeah. Yeah. That's Golf a- stories are the greatest. I tell people, yeah, I can shoot, I, I can shoot 72, but you're going to have to stop me after like 14 holes. <laughs> I love it. I never really thought about hot tips that way, but it's, it's so yeah. true. They, people will it tell is. you only what they want you to hear. So mm-hmm. keep that in mind. All right. Let's wrap it up here with number five on our rookie mistakes list. And that's just forgetting about fees. How, how easy is it lead to forget about, you know, what an investment is actually costing you? Yeah. I, you know, and I would say probably the main thing that I want people to understand here is that there are fees associated with investing. As I've talked about before, nobody does this for free. Uh, we charge a fee for the services that we provide to our clients. And, and I would tell you, in this industry, the fees are going to range anywhere from 1% to 2.5%. Now, some people may charge less and some people may charge more, but that's generally going to be the average. I'll tell you, about two weeks ago, Ben, I had somebody tell me that, that they heard if you pay more than 1%, you're paying too much. And I don't think this argument holds up very well because that would be like me saying to you, Ben, if you pay more than $50,000 for a car, you pay too much. Mm-hmm. So you have to remember, well, you get what you pay for. Because if you get a $50,000 Chevy, uh, yeah, that that's one thing. But you could get a $100,000 car that's a completely different car. Maybe that's just what you wanted. Um, and there's also a lot of people out there that, that think – and, and they believe that their advisor just does this for free because they don't see any fees on the statement. 
And there's a very well-known national firm that has somebody's name as the uh, as the name of the firm that when you get their statements, you don't see any fees. Um, are they are, are they just a very kind company doing this for free? No, they're not doing it for free. They're making money on the funds that they use. They make a lot of money on these funds. So they are getting paid. They just don't put that line item on the statement. So anyway, you know, if you want to use the cheapest option out there, you can certainly do that. Uh, it's, it's your choice. Uh, but anyway, no matter who you use, you want to make sure that you're getting planning advice from your advisor. If you're only getting investment advice, you're probably being shortchanged. And, and I could make the argument that there will be times in your life that the planning advice and those conversations around the, the different phases of your life that you go through as you get older, those are going to be more valuable than the investment advice that you get from your advisor. So, you know, just remember you, you get what you pay for. Yeah. Great reminder for sure. And I know one thing that you don't have to pay for Lee that you can get right now is again, that ticking tax time bomb book offer. I like that transition. <laughs> yes, it is a free, you do not have to pay for it. So it is added value to anybody who wants it. Yeah. If you want a copy of the book, just to help you navigate this, this, what we call the ticking tax time bomb, text the word diffuse to 478-475-2050 and we'll, um, we'll mail you a copy of that book free of charge. Absolutely. And again, if you have questions about investing or just your overall retirement plan, you can always get in touch with Lee. Just visit talkwithlee.com. Again, talkwithlee.com is a great place to start. You can schedule a meeting right there through that website. All right, Lee, we'll get out of here on that note. Uh, again, great conversation as always. And and congratulations on both the championship and the hole in one. Things are going right for you and the family right now. <laughs> it's been it's been a good a good month or so. Looking looking forward to to what's ahead for us. I love it. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of My Retirement Clarity for Lee Perkins over at JL Perkins Wealth Management in Macon. I am Ben George. Take care. Lee Perkins here, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the show today. If you like our podcast, we would be honored if you would share the show with others. And one great way to do that is by posting the show to your social media pages or by just telling others about it. Either way, we would really appreciate it. And of course, if you do enjoy the show, we would appreciate it if you would give us a five-star review. And this certainly helps other people like you find our show. And if you want to learn a little more about our firm and how we help people have the best retirement they can possibly have, go check us out at www.myretirementclarity.com. There are a lot of great resources that you can access directly on the website. And of course, if you want to have a conversation with me, you can visit www.talkwithlee.com. And this will take you directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a 15-minute phone call so I can learn a little bit more about your situation. Of course, everybody is not a great fit for our firm, but if I think we can add value and put you in a better situation, I'll let you know and we can certainly talk about the next steps. So thanks again for tuning into the show and we'll catch you next time. Investment advisory services are offered by JL Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.